Greetings and welcome to another episode of Declare It with Khadijah RBZ. Thank you for tuning into this particular episode. It is definitely uh, one that's out of the norm, meaning it's timing because normally we don't drop an episode in the middle of the week. But also the the tone is just a little bit different and it's different because there's so much happening aside from the pandemic that is um, called COVID. There's another pandemic that we've been dealing with for years that just seems to continue to rear its ugly head in the lives of black and brown people. And it's disheartening. It is so disheartening. Um, just within the last week, there have been incidents where, uh, black and brown men have been, um, blamed for crimes they did not commit. Example, a mom said that, uh, two black men kidnapped her son and in all actuality, that's not what happened. Her son was autistic and she drowned him. <sighs> it's, it's, it's a narrative that has been playing out for years. If you think back to the case with the mom who said that two um, African-American men kidnapped her two sons when in all actuality, she put them in a car and drowned them. And that was years ago, but yet history repeats itself. And I think what is even more troubling is when you see videos of police officers being so careless with their actions as it pertains to the lives of black and brown people. So over the last week or so with those incidents in mind, it just brings the one that happened in Minneapolis, it just brings it to a light that is so bright with hatred that is overwhelming. And George Floyd was in police custody um, and he was in police custody for an alleged or a potential possible bad check, which is a, a nonviolent offense. And during this video, basically you see the police officer has him handcuffed, has George Floyd down on the ground and the police officer's knee is <laughs> in his neck, on his throat. And he kept it like that for five minutes. It cut off his airway. The man is saying he can't breathe. Once again, somebody in police custody cannot breathe. 
And y'all know the importance of the breath. I remind you the importance of the breath. And when somebody is cutting off your breath, there is no life. So he, he died, George Floyd died because of the carelessness well, it's not even carelessness because it was deliberate. It, it wasn't careless. It wasn't careless at all. It was it was very deliberate. But as a wife, as a mother, a daughter, a sister, a auntie, a friend, and basically a human, I empathize with the families who are repeatedly affected by senseless, diabolical murder at the hands, and in, in the case of George Floyd, the knee of people who have chosen to protect and serve. It's, it's, it hurts. It hurts that this continues to be a narrative that is repeated in the society that we live in. And so, like usual, you know, you have people who uh, take to social media and they have a lot to say. And that's fine, you know, because I guess that's what social media is for. You can share your thoughts, you can share your opinions, and it's out there. But I guess what I've reached um, the peak of is hearing the question asked repeatedly, what can I do? What can I do? I don't know where to start. What can I do? So so we can move past this, let's explore what we can do. And I'm just going to offer a little suggestion in my quiet time. I, I was thinking through this because one thing that I want to make sure that I'm doing is, yes, feeling my emotions. I've been, I've felt anger. I felt frustration. I felt the overwhelming sadness of another life being taken for no reason. I've cried. I want to scream. <laughs> All of these things, I felt it. And I want to make sure that I feel these things so that I can release them and I'm not holding them in my body. So in my quiet time, I just said, I'm tired of this question. What can I do? Even though it seems like it's such a, 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 a good question to ask. If that is your question, what can you do? And especially if you are a white person, if this is your question, what can I do? Let me offer a suggestion. First, get alone, get by yourself, turn down the noise of the world because it's loud right now. 
sit down and take a moment to breathe. Yep, feel the air going in your nose and out your mouth. Allow yourself to feel what that feels like. It feels good to know that you're able to breathe. Feels good to know that you can do so freely. Feels good to know that the air is flowing through your body and it's not constricted. Give thanks for that. Give thanks that a knee is not on your throat, restricting your ability to breathe. Give thanks that you're not yelling that you cannot breathe and someone continues to prevent the flow of air. Give thanks for that as you inhale and as you exhale. I say that with sincerity, but I also say that with a little bit of facetiousness. And I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Feel that air and know that somebody else does not have that same ability because of a choice that was made recklessly. Give thanks for your breath. And then I want you to ask yourself, what am I doing? Instead of saying, what can I do? Ask yourself, what am I doing? And you might say, well, Khadija, what does that mean? What is this question? What am I doing? When you see a black man, what do you do? Do you clench up? Do you get a little fearful? What am I doing? It's not even about whether or not you're going to the streets and picketing or whether you're, you know, carrying a sign or making phone calls saying Black Lives Matter. That does, that's, that's not where we are right now in this moment. I want you to lean in and ask yourself, what am I doing when I see a black teenage boy walking toward me? What am I doing? Am I clenching my purse? Does my heart begin to palpitate? Do beads of sweat roll down my back when I see a black man walking toward me? If you own a store and a black person walks in, what is your first thought? What is your initial thought when you see that black person walk through your door? The question is not, what can I do? The question is, what am I doing? When your black coworker speaks up about something um, at work, in a meeting, or maybe towards you directly? Are they the angry black person? Are all black people angry? Or are they an employee expressing a legitimate concern? What am I doing? How am I responding to my coworker when they have a concern? What is my thought when they speak up? If you're a white supervisor or a white manager, is your promotion rate fair 
amongst black and brown people who you supervise and manage? Do you disseminate tasks in a manner that is fair and just, or do you give the menial tasks to the black and brown people and the, the tasks that carry more weight, do you give that to people that look like you? I mean, I had a supervisor who um, attended all the diversity trainings and repeatedly let us know that she didn't see color. However, she wouldn't promote me. Now, I went above and beyond, and anybody who knows me knows my work ethic is strong. But she wanted me to do the work of a person with that title, but not give me the title. Yet my white counterparts were experiencing exponential growth, leaps and bounds type of growth. The disparity there was obvious. So when we're looking at how we can impact change and what we can do to change the narrative, we've got to start with ourselves. It goes back to the episode that I released on Tuesday, accountability. It starts with you. So you want to know what can I do? You can start by asking yourself, what am I doing? Acknowledge your biases and your bigotry and your bullshit. <laughs> yep, I said it. Bullshit. Bullshit is stupid or untrue talk or writing. It's nonsense. So acknowledge yours. And the same way I am encouraging you to acknowledge yours, I'll acknowledge mine. But until we become bold enough to acknowledge that we do have biases and that we do carry a certain level of bigotry, we're going to keep repeating the same cycle. So the question right now is not so much, what can I do? Instead, begin to lean into what am I doing? Are you contributing to the problem because of your thoughts, because of your behavior? Are your thoughts and actions compounding the issue that we're dealing with as black and brown people? What do your children see you doing when a black person is in the room? What comments do you make when you don't get your way with a black or a brown person? Is it the same as you make when the same type of situation goes down with a white person? We got to learn how to check our own poo before we try to tell somebody else that theirs stinks. And while there are steps that we can take with our feet to initiate change, the greatest change that we'll ever make begins in our own heart, in our own mind. So what you can do today is start with your thoughts, become aware of what you're thinking, become aware of what you're feeling, become aware of how you're acting toward black and brown people. Do you automatically assume that the narrative is that they were wrong? Well, therein lies the problem. You can start there. What can you do? Start with your thoughts and your actions. If it is true that all men were created equal, then put everybody on equal playing field. In the same way you give grace to your white counterparts, 
Give grace to your black and brown ones. What can I do? I can begin by asking myself, what am I doing? You can begin by asking yourself, what am I doing? The next time you see a black man approach you, pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to if you clutch your purse. Pay attention to if you're a white man and you feel like you got to boss up when a black man walks in the room. Why do you feel like you have to do that? The only way that we can truly bring about a change that is change is when we deal with our own bullshit. So. The next time your white friend asks, what can I do? Ask them those questions. Ask them how they feel. And the thing about it is we want to be perfect. We want to appear as if we love everybody and we want to fit in. So sometimes we try to overlook these behaviors and these thoughts. We just feel like, you know, it just, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes that happens. But no, it doesn't just happen. And the same way we can change our mind about how we feel about eating an apple with peanut butter or not eating an apple with peanut butter. It's the same way we can change our mind and learn how to accept and treat people the way we want to be treated. So if you want people to treat you with love and grace and kindness, then by all means, begin to extend that to all people. All people. Start there. Change starts in each of us as individuals and then collectively it begins to reverberate. The vibration begins to change because we as individuals are giving off a different frequency. But as long as we walk and we live in fear, then that's what's being put out there. And then I guess the next question is, why y'all so fearful of black and brown people? What have we done that warrants so much fear. I love you. But I love me too. <laughs> so if you're brave enough, take a moment. Go by yourself. Go somewhere by yourself and sit, be still. And ask yourself the hard questions and be honest. The worst person you can lie to is yourself. So don't sit by yourself and pretend that you do it all right. Be real with you. And once you're able to be real with you, then you can take the steps to be real with others. And then you'll realize that we out here just trying to win just like you. 
What am I doing? Let that be the question that resonates with you. Let that be the question that you ask in your quiet time. Ask spirit. Ask Jesus. Ask God. Ask your mind. Your higher self. Whoever you need to ask. Ask them what you need to do in you. To bring about a change that supports love in this world. What am I doing? We're not going to ask, what can I do? We're going to ask, what am I doing? So, I appreciate your time. I thank you for pulling up your chair. As always, I do appreciate it. Even on a day like this, I appreciate your ear. And I pray that you walk away from this episode and you're able to lean in a little bit deeper and you're able to begin a change in you that will have a positive impact on this world because we need it. The lives of our children matter and black and brown lives matter. So thank you. This has been another episode of Declare It with Khadijah RBZ.